So today, Ajahn Yanarato yesterday invited me to share my thoughts, reflections with you. And uh, while I was sitting in my meditation a uh, short while ago, so my body was showing the signs of laziness to get up and do it. So. Uh, I was thinking, uh, reflecting sometime, few days. Uh, sometimes you try to avoid things that sometimes very easy to do it than avoiding it. And we think, invest uh, too much thinking, so many thoughts to avoid something than just did it. And sometimes doing something is easier than trying to avoid and uh, dodge it, and trying to avoid. Uh, it takes so, so much thinking and uh, tension to avoid something than just did it. So I thought uh, I was getting into that habit a little bit. And a few times I tried to find some way to wriggle out of this situation. So uh, I remember so much uh, tension that it could create the guilt and not being responsible, not being dutiful and not helping the community and afterwards all that tension. But perhaps something, uh, when it comes on my way, just did it and might be a best way to feel more relaxed. So uh, thank you, Ajahn, for inviting me. And uh, it's very funny that uh, today we chanted funeral chanting for Ajahn Gandasilo. So many of you may know, many of you may not know him. He's one of our uh, first, my first friends when I arrived in, in UK to Amaravati. So uh, I was paying respect to the Buddha. I saw his uh, picture on the shrine. So very, uh, I have very fond feelings and memories of him. Uh, and I used to hang around with him, have tea in the common room many, many times in a few years. When I was a very, uh, when I was a novice and junior monk, he was very kind and supportive, and uh, always took my side. He was, uh, he was always a good friend, like a uh, elder brother. So, uh, and when I saw even it's 
really uh, peculiar to think when I saw his uh, the picture of his his uh, his dead body lying uh, on the surface. I thought, oh, it's uh, it's a shock. It was a shock, and at the same time. Is he trying to do another kind of experiment? You know, he's always into different experiments. So I almost thought, I hope it's not another, I, I, I guess it's not another experiment. He, he's into different experiments to, about his health and body. So almost uh, sad to see at the same time, it was uh, almost a second thought. Is he trying to do another kind of experiment lying there and to connect? to somewhere. So it's that kind of a very uh, uh, typical English character. So uh, we had good time, fun together. So I have very fond memories of him and uh, uh, very shocked and very sad that he passed away unexpectedly. But uh, because I live in the area that uh, the stupa field, the four kutis for the for the bhikkhus, for the monks, that's where he used to carry thousands of wheelbarrows full of uh, leaves and different things and to create that uh, bit of uh, woodland uh, privacy um, screen. He grew lots of trees to so we could build kutis in the future. So uh, his kind of futuristic thoughts that uh, we have four, four kutis now and it's all nicely covered with uh, different trees. And so he, he worked a lot uh, there. So most of, most of his time he, he, spent, he spent there. People who know him very well. So uh, my first memory of him is a monk with a wheelbarrow. Full of, he had this uh, cage in, on top of wheelbarrows. He had lots of leaves, and uh, the horse manual from from that pile, carrying all the time. He was very good with the farmer, so he had some kind of deal with the farmer, and uh, he had special permission to collect stuff from the from that pile. So. Uh, so this is the first time that since since I came to live uh, in this country, Amravati, that uh, uh, as far as I remember, one of the one of our monks passed away. So the, the first kind of um, experience that uh, uh, that I had to go through last couple of days. So, uh, such is life. So today being first uh, first of November, so I I remember first of first of November always being the uh, day for the All Saints. It's the day dedicated dedicated for All Saints or All Saints Day in in Christian religion. So, um, in Latin, uh, saint is, I think, is santo, and uh, 
It's very similar in Pali. Santo means one who has, one who has, uh, one who is cool, uh, one who is fully, completely cool. Santo, Santo, Danto, one who is cool. And in Latin, it's Santo is, is like saint. So today is the All Saints Day. So, um, um, you know, I thought, uh, I, I had uh, some thoughts. I was thinking about uh, what do we celebrate? Or what, what do we uh, uh, celebrate about a saint? What is being a saint? Or what is being a santo? What is being a danto? You know, santo is one who is cool, you know, cool through liberation. Uh, in in Buddhist side, uh, it's uh, something similar. Is the uh, santo is an is an enlightened being, fully enlightened arahant. Uh, in in uh, Christian. Uh, religion, Christian world, uh, a saint is someone, you know, selflessly uh, dedicated one's life for the uh, well-being of many people. So it could be, a, um, uh, you know, many, many different uh, ways of being selfless. Um, switching back to going back to the Buddhist term of being a saint or being an enlightened being is one who has done the service to oneself, uh, or one who has seen oneself deeply, is in a Buddhist way of uh, uh, thinking about a saint or fully enlightened being. So, yeah, there's 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 lot to celebrate, or there's lot to think about uh, a saint or fully enlightened or liberated enlightened being uh, so i i can only talk about my reflections on in terms of buddhist perspective um, so one who has done the great service to oneself so one who has realized oneself uh, buddha very clearly said uh, so one of the most difficult, uh, most uh, noble task one can do is to uh, to realize oneself, to understand oneself, to realize oneself, and uh, that's the that's the way to realize the whole existence of humanity. Uh, one who realizes oneself. One who knows oneself, the Buddha is one of the one of the uh, the uh, the qualities of the Buddha. One who you know, one who knows the world. So world, the, he once he said, the world is this six feet long. The, this life itself is the world. So it's not external. This is the world. Because we are each individual uh, world worlds uh, on their own. So, but in many ways, uh, in terms of human existence, humanity, realizing oneself, understanding oneself, realizing yourself, is the way to realize all 
all the other human beings as well. The whole humanity is within ourselves, within oneself. Once one realizes oneself is the realizing the whole complete full humanity. You know who you are, you know the whole world. You know who you are, you know the whole humanity, existence, sansara. The whole sansara is within oneself. It is, it is not something over there, sansara or uh, existence. Uh, it's not something that's over there, it's, it's over here, within oneself. So, um, and realizing oneself, and one who has fully, completely realized uh, oneself, and uh, came to that coolness, that, that coolness of the heart is the enlightenment or, you know, state of being a saint, a, a saintly. So we celebrate that. We, we think of them with, uh, uh, with, with, with lots of respect and love and uh, we look up to that. So what... What do they realize? What do they What do they realize about themselves? So we uh, we see others as others through their bodies. We see individuals, the individual bodies. But we are all um, uh, we always judge someone, or we uh, uh, we think about someone a someone, an individual with one's body, that person is a, we think as a body, somebody, somebody, so as a body, but, uh, you know, we don't, we don't call it some mind, so we call somebody. So, but uh, what we really celebrate about a saint is not that person's body, we celebrate that person's mind. What that uh, enlightened being or a saint has uh, done for themselves, and uh, we celebrate. We we think with respect what they realize about themselves, not about their body, but their own mind. So we we celebrate their minds, not their body. So the most most sig significant or uh, important part in this life or existence, although we see the see the external uh, existence of this life, which is the body, but the most important part is hidden, which is the mind. So we uh, that's in the end what we realize. You know what. When you become enlightened, you become uh, fully liberated. That's your mind that becomes fully liberated. So when we celebrate the Buddha or uh, enlightened being, we, we celebrate, uh, we respect their minds, not their appearance or their external way that we see them. So, yeah, I was thinking uh, sometime... Um, 
do we really understand our own mind and when we when we look at someone else do we really look at or look into that person's mind before we judge that person so we we see someone and it's the body that we see and we create some perceptions thoughts about that uh, individual and then what whatever we create in our own mind that's how we how we project about that person so we kind of bypass that person's mind understanding about mind we bypass that and come to conclusion and this is a person and this is so and so and this is how i understand that that person so how deeply can we understand another human being uh, through understanding one's own mind uh, for instance i you know my uh, we all have our own uh, uh, like i said uh, the humanity is just one one thing like lomposomedo uh, frequently says you know consciousness there's no there's no you know seven billion consciousness in the world is just one consciousness it's it's a one thing one existence it's, it's not nothing to do with individuals uh, it's a one quality every mind has only one quality it's, very similar qualities in in different proportions different levels but the same quality you know greed hatred delusion jealous uh laziness and uh, uh confusions oh, clarity when i feel confused and my confusion is not different from your confusion it's the same quality so if i feel clear and uh, happy my clarity and happiness is not different from when you feel clear and happy it's the same same quality of mind um so that that the same quality that we understand we realize about ourselves that's why buddha uh, very uh, very very wisely very uh, clearly said uh, one who knows oneself knows the world one who knows oneself knows the whole existence or sansara uh, and that's how we create because we have lots of defense mechanism you know the as long as we don't know ourselves our own defilements or our own uh purity or impurities so we all have both in this i'm talking about this mind not as a as an existing person but as the mind so we all have our purities and impurities all the same whatever impurities i have in my mind all the same as impurities of 7 billion on the planet and whatever purity i have in my 
mind, my heart. It's the same same quality that uh, every individual, seven billion people on the planet, all the same. So. Um, We have lots of, we, we try to defend ourselves a lot. Uh, we, don't, we don't want to be, we don't want to feel weak and we don't like to feel inferior and uh, uh, we, don't, we don't want to feel vulnerable. Uh, and because we don't want to feel weak, feeble or vulnerable or uh, being second or being inferior, uh, we, have, we have the habit to create lots of uh, defense mechanisms, you know, de defend ourselves, def defensive, we become very defensive, you know, we defend ourselves from attack from another mind. You know, we, uh, we defend ourselves we feel like uh, someone says something or uh, we think it comes through that person's mind and we don't want to accept that. We, we try to, to defend ourselves. Uh, we create that fence. So I was, I was wondering you know, why, why do we have to create, do we have to defend ourselves from anything? Is there any point defending ourselves? What do we have to defend ourselves from? Why do we have to defend, why do I have to defend myself? Why? Yeah, if I know my own weaknesses, if I know my own strengths and weaknesses, uh, my weaknesses are not any different from the person that I'm trying to defend from, the weaknesses of that person that I'm trying to defend from, to protect from, the same weakness. So, uh, Because I have uh, not properly uh, realized, uh, understood myself, uh, I create this huge fence, a wall around me because I feel vulnerable in front of another mind so I, I built this uh, wall around me. So that wall is very hard. It's a very tough wall. Every time I go and bang on it and uh, I hit on that wall, uh, I hurt myself. It's the wall that I create. I created around myself because of the fear. So anytime that uh, the fear is, is one of the... Uh, major factors that we are not being able to uh, uh, break through, see oneself, see myself, see yourself very clearly is the fear 
the fear always create that barrier. So we are uh, uh, encircled and prisoned inside that barrier that we created around us uh, because of that fear. So there's a, there's a little sutta I read somewhere some time ago. Uh, Buddha, Buddha said uh, clearly that uh, uh, he said once, uh, one who lives their life uh, with the fear of being criticized or with the fear of being, being judged. If one lives one's life of being judged or being criticized, that person lives a very unhappy life. So, um, you know, most of, most of our life, you know, more than half, sometimes the whole life we, we spend on trying to avoid or defend ourselves from criticism, of, from being judged, of, from being, uh, not being able to uh, um, fall ourselves onto a softer and gentle ground. So, uh, because we have created that strong, very rigid wall around us, it's very rigid. I'm talking about this wall, not, not external uh, physical wall, it's, it's in our own heart, our own mind. Um, that wall, that that um, uh, that barrier, that wall is very is so strong and uh, uh, we hit that barrier again and again, and we we hurt ourselves, and we live whole life just by being hurt by this. Um, uh, the wall, or, uh, the rigidity that we created in our own mind, that rigidity could be, you know, um, if, if we go, go into the, the basic Buddhist teaching, that rigidity comes from attachment, attachment to something. You know, I'm attached to my, how do I look like? You know, how, uh, what, do I, what do I like to hear? What, what what can I uh, expect from others? You know, we we have created some attachment to self self image or, uh, or, or or a view or an opinion or about my practice or my uh, view view on something. So we have lots of attachment to uh, different things. So those very attachments. Um, uh, fortifies that that wall around us, which is uh, always uh, sorry I didn't ask if you could hear me. Could you hear me previously? Okay. So, um, um, yeah, that, that wall around us, 
because of that rigidity in the mind. So that's where the uh, arising of the suffering, dukkha, the rigidness of mind is the dukkha. Because it's tight, heart is tight, heart is rigid, it's not soft. Uh, when heart is rigid and tight, it has no space, it cannot take anything. Ground is so hard, it's prickly, and we cannot take anything because it's, it's prickly, it's, it's rough ground, and there's, the fall is very uh, bad fall. So when we fall onto that, uh, uh, that pit or wall that we created, or well that we created, this fall is very, very hard because there's no softness, the rigidity. So, yeah, I was kind of contemplating, thinking um, sometime uh, um, how much do I understand other human beings because of my rigidity, you know, my, my rigid attitude towards myself, my rigid, my, my rigidness toward, to myself prevents me from understanding uh, about other human beings or the whole humanity because I'm not soft in myself. I'm not soft to myself. So that uh, not being soft with myself, to myself, uh, that's how I, the way I look, look into myself or look at myself, the way that I look, look outside, I look, look into the world. So myself, if, my, if I see myself dry, rigid, tough, uh, prickly, uh, dry, that's how I see others. That's how I perceive the world. So the way I perceive myself is the way I perceive the world. So uh, the whole life is about, uh, you know, we learn from each other. Any, anything that, uh, sometimes that wall that, uh, or that uh, well, that hard ground that we fall onto sometimes, uh, gives so much pain. Uh, the pain is very uh, important indication that there is something to be done. A pain in the heart is an indication that something, something has to be done. So it's not something bad. It's not something, oh, there's a problem that I've got to fix my, my heart. It's not happy. You know, it's, it, it hurts and it's painful. I, got to, I, I had to fix something. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, being uh, fall onto hard ground, it's inevitable that we're going to hurt ourselves. So there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. That's how we learn, uh, being hurt by, uh, in the end, being hurt by ourselves, our, our own attachment to, to views and feelings and uh, um, our own uh, attachment to the way 
we look at ourselves that hurts and that that pain is important so we all go through di 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 different pains in our lives and sometimes we are very sensitive you know, this mind this heart is very sensitive how to uh, if i have my heart my mind rigid and prickly or rough or dry there's no softness in myself if there's no softness or love or compassion in myself and wherever i go whatever i do whatever i hear whatever i say every fall in my life will be a very bad fall because there's no soft ground in my own heart my own self to fall onto ground is very very uh, dry and rough so uh, it's like an open wound buddha said in one of the suttas you know don't 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 carry your heart like an open wound so open wound cannot take much you know, even uh, even a little bit of uh, splash of water could hurt an open wound so uh, when we have an open wound we know it's going to be infected so what we do we dress the wound do something and we wait patiently until the the wound is healed the same way very uh, beautiful analogy the same way he said the heart you know it gets hurt uh it's easy but we uh it's the tendency that we uh, blame the external party for our pain our hurt we always blame the other party because i'm 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 having this pain i'm having this feeling this uh, dukkha suffering because of the other party but uh, in in according to the buddha's teaching uh, because we haven't uh dress the wound properly and we don't have enough patience to wait until the the wound is properly healed to be able to uh receive ourselves so it's like creating uh, you know when children play we uh, they have very safe safe uh, floor safe, safe ground when they fall they have soft ground to fall and they don't injure themselves they don't uh, hurt themselves the same way uh, the heart has to be a soft place when i fall i have a safe place to fall onto and that safe place has to be uh, created or develop within within oneself so it takes lots of patience many 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 years of patience sometimes last week i think was last week ajan ajan anand uh, uh, gave his dhamma talk you know he took he said uh, it took for him uh, about 12 years just to relax in the monastery you know just to just to feel okay i have arrived here just to feel 
grounded in the monastery. So uh, that's why patience has a long, long journey to go with us, to take us, patience. That's why Buddha said uh, again and again, the patience and endurance is the greatest practice one can uh, uh, develop and practice in one's life. Patience and endurance, it takes time. Because we think time is a waste, you know, taking too much time is a waste. Uh, you know, in, in, if, you go, if we go back to our own mind, mind has no age. It has no time. Mind doesn't have any time. Mind doesn't know any age. The body age, body ages. But mind doesn't age. Mind stays... Whenever you remember yourself clearly, properly, so mind stays as it is. So it doesn't age. So... Um, That's why the patience, in the, practicing patience inside oneself, inside this mind or in this heart, uh, is not a waste. It may, it may seem like uh, it, take, it takes a long time to, to come into this place, you know, to develop, to create this softness in oneself, you know, create this softness. Because we are rigid, you know, we have very rigid a way of looking at ourselves that rigidity hurts that rigid that rigidness uh, is painful if if we really uh, contemplate think about ourselves we can we can ask that question what does what does it really hurt what does it really hurt in this heart this mind it's this this rigidness, this rigidness, not feeling soft, not feeling the uh, the softness, and that's why we uh, create lots of uns unskillful, unwholesome things, and we end up doing saying lots of unwholesome things. Because we try to defend ourselves, you know, the defense, defensiveness, you know, trying to defend ourselves becomes the biggest part in our life. The whole life we live just to defend this mind, just to defend um, the rigidness, the toughness. So, like the Buddha said, once we realize oneself clearly, and once one has seen through one's own mind clearly, and that mind knows the endless, limitless softness that that heart cannot can never be injured or hurt by anything. Um, he gives a simile, I think somewhere I remember reading. Uh, it's like a, a cat skin, you know, cat skin. You can, you can stroke cat skins very soft from, from left to right, right to left, 
you don't, it doesn't create any rustle, rustling noise, you know, soft. So he, he says the, uh, 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 the developed or uh, realized, understood heart, mind, would be the same, like, like uh, stroking a cat skin. It doesn't create any noise because it's so soft that uh, the bristles are so soft that it doesn't create any, any noise. So, uh, and then realizing, uh, understanding, realizing oneself in that way. And then, uh, you know, we can become uh, because one of the fears that we that we experience that we try to defend from is not being able to because we know we are vulnerable we have lots of vulnerabilities but it's the trust that we do not trust external individual to be vulnerable with that's why this internal individual, the internal heart, internal mind, if, if, if your own mind is ready to receive your own vulnerability, that's the, that's the uh, kind of end of fear, you know, that, that fear. You don't see fear anymore within yourself because uh, you can completely fully receive your own vulnerability and you see you you don't fall you don't fall on fall onto anything you don't fall anywhere you don't fall onto any harsh ground because uh, because you have developed your own you have developed the trust the trust within yourself that you cannot you can take uh, your own vulnerability, your own fear, your own uh, negativity and everything, they can fall onto your own self, but there's nowhere to fall because it's so soft and it doesn't hurt. The vulnerability doesn't hurt. The fear doesn't hurt because it's, it's such a... Uh, you have that developed trust within yourself that... You trust yourself to take your own vulnerability, to take your own fear, to take your own tears to yourself. And that's how you see yourself, that kind of understanding. Then you see the world, then you look at the world the same way. You see every, every single individual, once you have seen yourself in that way, uh, you have developed that trust in yourself. You know how to take your vulnerability. You know how to take your fear. You know how to take your your tears. You know your uh, let's say fear. You know fear is one of the not one of the 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 the, the most uh, the the factor that we all fear from. You know, dukkamasa uh, mahabbaya. You know, Buddha said in, in the, the 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 greatest fear or greatest fear is the dukkha. Dukkha is the greatest greatest fear. So uh, 
because we all, you know, try to run away, uh, escape from the fear that we cannot take it because heart is not soft and gentle enough to take it because it's rigid. The fear comes and hits the wall and hurts. Fear comes again, hits the wall, it hurts because we cannot take it. We are not, heart is not soft enough, enough to, to assimilate, to, to absorb it. So um, then it becomes, you know, you, we carry a heart like an open wound, always hurt, always painful. Uh, I'm not saying it's wrong, you know, I'm not saying it's important, you know, to understand, okay, I get hurt. Why do I get hurt? Why do I uh, get this pain? Okay, the hurt is created by this condition, and then we can, uh, um, you know, by understanding oneself, um, fear can be nothing. And uh, fear is no fear anymore. And vulnerability is no vulnerability anymore. And uh, that's where, you know, what we call, the Buddha said, is great compassion, you know, great love, great, great compassion of the... Uh, that's why Buddha is called, you know, ocean-like compassion. The Buddha's heart is, you know, ocean-like compassion. That's only... That's only thing he, an enlightened being, could have, nothing else. And the Buddha could have only great compassion. Nothing in that kind of heart, nothing could survive. No fear survives. Uh, no no uh, dukkha survives uh, when one has realized uh, one's own heart in and out and that gives so much safety and uh, trust uh, within oneself and that realization of oneself is the realization of the whole humanity then the Buddha said then you can walk on this planet to each corner of this planet without any fear. Like, you know, we were, we were the topic is more like, uh, we were talking about saints, you know, the, what is, why we, why do we celebrate saints so much? So, you know, they can walk to, from this end to the other end of the, the earth. They have no fear because they know who they are. They know themselves. They know they have nowhere to fall. Their fears have no place to fall. Their vulnerabilities have no place to fall because their heart is completely soft like the air. The air, we cannot touch the air. But um, the Buddha says like not being able to touch the air. Air can be touched. So uh, just like that, in that, uh, that kind of heart, one who has realized oneself is like the air. It cannot be touched by anything. It cannot be uh, um, um, 
crushed by anything, broken by anything. We can, Buddha sage, uh, I think it's, it's once about uh, Venerable Sariputta, you know, the nature of Venerable Sariputta is, is his heart is like great earth. He says, you know, we, we uh, destroy this earth, you know, we uh, create pits and we uh, make holes and we destroy the earth, but earth doesn't say anything, earth can take it because earth is great earth, it can take it. And he says, Sariputta's mind, mind is like the uh, uh, great air, like this air. The air doesn't take any shape, and air cannot be uh, touched, and it cannot be, uh, cannot be uh, uh, limited by anything. So uh, he says, uh, you know, the heart of, of the, the enlightened being, or, or a santo, uh, a saint, in, I'm talking in, in terms of Buddhist saint, santo is one who is cool. Uh, that heart is so soft and so gentle and so free, just like the air, and it cannot be uh, grasped, grasped by anything, cannot be touched by anything. It has no shape because it knows its, its limitation and it, it knows its limit and it knows beyond the limit. So... Um, yeah, since uh, today being the All Saints Day, I always remember because uh, many years ago, uh, uh, I think in '97, I, I, uh, I have different history in in Sri Lanka. So uh, uh, I had my first upasampada in '97. So. Uh, uh, before I became Samanera again. So that was 1st of November, which is uh, All Saints Day in 97. So I still remember that day. So I was, I received my first uh, first time Upasampada, which is not valid now, uh, on the 1st of November, the All Saints Day. So it's a day that I always remember, it's stuck in my, my mind that uh, 1st of November is the, uh, is the All Saints Day. Um, and uh, and how 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 similar you know santo in Latin and santo in Pali. Uh, the Buddha says santo, the one who is cool within oneself. So that's the that's the Buddhist way of taking it, you know, one who is cool within oneself, one who has done the service to oneself. Not service to the world, but one who has done, one who has finished the service to oneself. So, um, and, uh, yeah, um, like I said, um, then when the heart is santo, Danto, when heart is soft and it's cool and it has been tamed. Danto means tamed. And it's cool and tamed and it has no place to fall onto because it's so soft 
and so gentle and it has no uh, rigidness so it has no place to fall and get wounded get injured so um, even though you know we are not we don't we, you know, we, we have not realized that much but we can uh, I was thinking myself you know even if I haven't you know, if I'm not even anywhere near there but um, I can try to act or I can I can try to uh, adopt you know adopt that kind of attitude softness how can I how can I uh, uh, if I see myself softly that's the way I have to look look at the other person same way if I look at the other person harshly that's how that's because that's how I look at myself no I don't want to look at myself harshly uh, with uh, rigidness I want to look at myself with softness gentleness so if I like myself being gentle and being soft if I like myself being treated gently treated softly and that's how I have to treat the other individuals gently and softly and that has uh, um, you know uh, interactive uh, uh, it reciprocates you know it, it respond co corresponds it responds to me me very nicely in a friendly way when I am soft and gentle to others I, when I practice that uh, after a while it takes time it takes lots of patience and after that patience after a while it starts to respond in a very gentle gentle and soft way because it is me in the end uh, developing that softness and gentleness towards the world it has a good result you know we we are the ones who trust believe in karma so whatever karma i uh, create uh, towards others is the karma that comes back to me so if i develop uh, softness and gentleness and uh, understanding towards another human being that will be the return in my heart because it's my heart is the object that's developing that quality so it will i, I will be the bene beneficiary you know I, i will be benefit i will be the, be the beneficiary of that so whatever i develop no matter how good or bad or like or dislike that individual or individual person or individual object whatever uh, or fear even towards my own fear you know if i look at my fear with gentleness softness okay fear i have i have good news for you you know i'm i'm soft with you i have i have no harsh hard feelings about you, you know, i welcome you my fear Uh, my vulnerability i welcome my vulnerability with softness and that uh, soft welcoming attitude will in turn make 
uh, our own self, uh, soft and gentle. So, you know, it could be a person, it could be an object, whatever. You know, the whole practice. That's why meditation is not about uh, sitting hours and hours and not talking to anybody and uh, you know, uh, look away from everybody. No, it's whole life and this um, every challenge in life and every pain in life, every hurt in life can be turned into a great treasure uh, if, if we can see ourselves uh, with softness and gentleness. So there's, in the end, you know, you end up you know, um, you know, fear has its limits. Fear is not limitless pit. You know, it's not an endless pit. Fear, fear is a very little. It has it has a very limited uh, length. Fear is not something uh, limitless or endless pit. It has very little limited uh, capacity. Vulnerability has very, very little capacity, but we give so much uh, 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 importance, priority to those uh, negativity. Then they become bigger, and we become smaller. So, um, so um, I would like to uh, finish for today and uh, again I would like to uh, dedicate uh, my uh, gratitude and uh, my friendship and uh, my brotherly feelings to uh, our, my, our dear brother Ajahn Gandasilo and uh, I remember him very dearly. He was a good, nice friend to me. Uh, he was a very kind, he was a very kind friend to me, and uh, I remember him every day because I live in the area where he worked a lot, exactly where he worked in the most of his time. You know, he's, he's carrying his wheelbarrows and creating all that uh, little bit of woodland. So, uh, so I would like to uh, finish for today, and uh, and I would like to uh, dedicate my. Uh, uh, all the goodness that I have in my life, I would like to dedicate to, uh, in memory of uh, dear brother Ajahn Gandasilo.